Adonai, Lord and Sovereign Master. Adonai is a Hebrew word that means Lord and Master. Ancient Israelites regarded God's name Yahweh as too sacred to speak, so they called him Adonai. When the term is used in the singular format, Adon, it refers to men in positions of authority, such as lords with a lowercase l, superintendents, masters, and kings. Adonai is the plural form of Adon and is only used in reference to God. As such, it serves as a title of honor and authority spoken in place of Yahweh in a Jewish display of reverence, and it's often referred to as the proper name of God as it is equivalent with his name, Yahweh. Use of Adonai indicates Yahweh's absolute lordship. In the Septuagint, the name Lord is applied in three ways. First, as the equivalent of Jehovah, Yahweh. Second, as a rendering of Adonai, Thirdly, as a translation of a human honorific title applied to God, chiefly Adon with a capital A. Bullinger describes Adonai as the Lord in his relation to the earth and as carrying out his purposes of blessing in the earth. Adonim is the plural of Adon, never used of man. Adonim carries with it all that Adon does, but in a greater and higher degree, and more especially as owner and, and proprietor. And Adon may rule others who do not belong to him. Hence, without the article, it is often used of men. But Adonim is the Lord who rules his own. It is indicated by type, thus capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. These three titles must be distinguished as follows. Adon is the Lord as overlord or ruler. Adonim is the Lord as owner. Adonai is the Lord as blesser. The combined title Adonai Yahweh is only used in Genesis 15:2 and Genesis 15:8 when Abram expresses a grievance about remaining childless after the Lord promised that he would have many descendants. He respectfully addresses his grievance in question form and refers to God as Adonai Yahweh, which translates to Lord God or Sovereign Master in English. His word choice indicates that he is reverently submitted to God as his Lord and Master. When the Lord reiterated his promise to Abram in chapter 15 verses 4 through 5, Abram believed God and trusted in his promises. That is, he trusted in the sovereignty of Adonai Jehovah, his sovereign master, who rules, owns, and blesses his life. The New Testament also uses the name Adonai in reference to Christ. The Greek word for Adonai is kurios. This name doesn't exactly have the same connotation as Yahweh, but it does designate God as the mighty one, the Lord, the possessor, the ruler who has legal power and authority. Burkhoff explains that like the Septuagint, the New Testament has a similar application of the name to Christ. First, the name is used as a polite and respectful form of address. Second, it is used as expressive of ownership and authority without implying anything to Christ's divine character and authority. Third, it is used in the highest connotation of authority expressive of an exalted character and in fact practically equivalent to the name of God. Burkhoff admitted that determining the exact meaning of the title in the New Testament can be quite difficult. Nevertheless, it seemed that after Christ's ascension, the name was generally applied to him in the most exalted sense. Still, he argued, there are instances of its use even before the resurrection 
where the honorific title had divine implications as in Matthew 7.22, Luke 5.8, John 20.28. Thus, whether referring to Yahweh or Christ, Adonai is the Mighty One, the Lord, the Possessor, the Ruler who has legal power and authority. He is Lord God, our Sovereign Master. Bow down and worship Him. Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Adonai, Lord and Sovereign Master. The Bible contains many different names and titles for God, each revealing something unique about his incommunicable traits and communicable attributes. One of those names is Adonai, which means Lord and Sovereign Master. Adonai is a title of honor and authority used to show reverence to God. As the plural form of Adon, Adonai indicates God's absolute lordship and sovereignty over all creation. He is the one who created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. He has the power to do anything and his plans cannot be thwarted. And if that's not fascinating enough, 
that God is Adonai not only gives us insight into his power and authority, it also reveals his love and care for his people because Adonai blesses his people. Therefore, as we reflect on Adonai, we can rejoice knowing that he is our creator and sustainer, an all-powerful and sovereign ruler, and a loving provider and protector who enjoys blessing his people. Genesis 15.2 and Genesis 15.8 are the only places where this honorific title is used. In those verses, Abram addressed God as Adonai Yahweh when he respectfully expressed his concern and discontent about not having the son God promised him. In English, Adonai Yahweh means Lord God or Sovereign Master. By calling God Adonai Yahweh, Abram acknowledged that he was reverently submitted to God as his Lord and Sovereign Master. So when the Lord reiterated his promise to Abram, Abram believed God and trusted in his promises. That is, he trusted in the sovereignty of Adonai Yahweh, his Sovereign Master who rules, owns, and blesses his life. In the same way, when we acknowledge God as Adonai, it reminds us that we are not the masters of our own lives, but rather we are called to submit to his authority and trust his plans for us. Further, it reminds us that when we approach God in prayer or study his word, we should do so with the kind of reverence and humility that Abram displayed in Genesis 15:2 and 15:8. We must present ourselves humbly before God in prayer because he is our Lord and sovereign master and we are his servants. As such, we are called to respect and honor him, trust in his goodness and seek his will above all else. The same is true when we study the Bible. We must submit to the scriptures and not let our will influence our interpretation and application of scripture. In the New Testament, we see the equivalent of Adonai in the Greek word kurios. This word describes Christ. It indicates his supreme authority and lordship over all things. When we accept Jesus as our savior, we also acknowledge him as Lord and sovereign master. Regarding that submission, Jesus stated it plainly. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. The point of emphasis is this. The one who does not take his cross and follow after Christ is not worthy of him. Furthermore, the one who has found his life will lose it, and the one who has lost his life on Christ's account will find it. Therefore, it, it behooves us to submit to Christ's authority over our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to keep perfecting us until the day of Jesus the Anointed, our liberating King, returns to redeem the world. As we navigate our daily lives, it's easy to forget that God is in control, let alone embrace the fact. We try to take charge of various situations, live according to our intricate plans, and work diligently to fulfill our desires. But when we recognize God as our Adonai, we acknowledge that while he grants us authority to steward our lives and hold positions of authority and influence over others, he is the true Lord and master of our lives. Recognizing his lordship helps us change our perspective and priorities. It inspires us to shift from a self-centered focus where we aim to be self-made individuals who establish the path our lives should take to ones who acknowledge God in all our ways so that he can direct our paths. We do that with understanding that God establishes our steps and even though we may make many plans, God's purpose will prevail. 
More importantly though, it causes us to shift from prioritizing our will to prioritizing the will of the Father. We may pray fervently about many things, desiring that God answers our prayers, but like Christ, we must surrender our will by faith and embrace the sovereign will of God. It is beneficial to humble ourselves and submit our will in exchange for Adonai's, knowing that God possesses all power and is the ruler of all things. His sovereignty is the absolute, irresistible, infinite, and unconditional exercise of God's self-will over every area of his creation. He is the disposer of all events throughout both time and eternity and the creator and sustainer of all that exists. God makes everything work out according to his plan. And even though we have free agency to do whatever we please, we do so with finite knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, which unfortunately is perverted by our inherently sinful nature. So whether our intentions and the impact are good or bad, human action is predicated upon the supreme sovereignty of God. As the Lord declares in Isaiah 46.10, Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Therefore, let us approach God with reverence and awe, recognizing Him as our Lord and Master. And let us also approach Him with love and gratitude, knowing He cares for us deeply and desires the very best for our lives. He has complete authority over our lives, and all good things come from Him. Therefore, let us submit to Adonai's authority and glorify Him in all we do. Here's a prayer of John Calvin that I think is applicable to the subject of Adonai. Grant Almighty God that as you have showed to us by evidences so remarkable that all things are under your command and that we who live in this world through your favor are as nothing, for you can reduce us to nothing in a moment. Oh, grant that being conscious of your power, we may reverently fear your hands and be wholly devoted to your glory. And as you kindly offer yourself to us as a father, may we be drawn by this kindness and surrender ourselves wholly to you by a willing obedience and never labor for anything through life but to glorify your name as you have redeemed us through your only begotten son so that we may also enjoy through him that eternal inheritance which is laid up for us in heaven.